greatest weapon of all. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. It's time we started Pain isn't something we thought. All we can ever do for our heroes is remember them. And they gave up two lives. The one they were living in and the one they would have lived. They gave up everything for our country, for us. They pray for freedom and justice. Some veterans are not getting the timely care that they need. Less than 1% of Americans serving in uniform. Good news is, is that in recent years, we've made historic investments to boost the VA budget. What is it? Why should we care? We should care about press freedom because... Because we were informed. In democratic societies, free, diverse, and pluralist media enable public debates and are essential checks You don't look power. sad. Let's discuss. Hey, how's it going, guys? How you doing? Uh, welcome to the Vet to Vet podcast. Uh, as a short reminder, Vet to Vet is a nonprofit educational project de- dedicated to assist veterans with adjustment to civilian lifestyle and to provide assistance in obtaining your VA and other available benefits uh, you have earned. So uh, today uh, we're going to talk about uh, Space A. So when uh, Congress signed the John uh, McCain National Defense Authorization Act last year, 100% service-connected disabled veterans became eligible for space available travel. That's what Space A uh, stands for. Uh, better known as Space A, Space A or Military Hopes. A mobility command, AMC, maintains an extensive network of flights throughout the continental United States, Alaska, Hawaii, Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, Guam, and uh, American Samoa. Supplementing this network, several uh, National Guard and Naval Aviation units have flights available. And this is one of those benefits that a lot of people aren't aware of or usually don't really take advantage of. So the basics... These flights are not commercial, but rather military flights with a mission. That means there are certain restrictions to travel, including uh, only service members, retirees, and their families are eligible. Only with certain qualifications are reservist National Guard men and family members without accompanying active duties sponsor permitted. Flights are typically free of charge, but you should contact your closest Air Mobility Command or AMC passenger terminal or the terminal at the location you intend to depart from for specific information. Most terminals have a Facebook page where they post flight information including their 72-hour flight schedule. Space Available Travel Eligibility Once you sign up for a Space Aid journey, you'll be put in a category that determines your priority for a flight. A complete listing of Eligible passengers by categories contained in DOD Instruction 4515.13. For the most recent instructions, search the DOD Directives Division website for air transportation eligibility. Categories include Number 1. Emergency Leave Unfunded Travel Category 2. Accompanied Environmental and Morale Leave or EML Category 3, Ordinary Leave, Relatives, House Hunting, Permissive Temporary temporary Duty, Medal of Honor Holders, and Foreign Military. Category 4, Unaccompanied EML. Category 5, Permissive Temporary Duty, Non-Housing Hunting, Students, Dependents, Post-Deployment, Mobilization, 
absence and others. Category 6, retired, dependents, reserve, reserve officers, training corps, nuclear propulsion officer candidate program, and civil engineer corps members. So as you see, uh, military retirees and veterans with a permanent service connected disability rated as total 100% disabled veterans are category 6. That means that if there are like 20 seats, uh, uh, like 15 seats on the flight or 50 seats, uh, so you got to wait uh, for all those categories to fill up the spaces and then only then you are eligible to fly. So you got to have a lot of time in your pocket to actually uh, do that because you might not be uh, uh, confirmed on uh, like this specific flight. Yeah, there's a lot of wiggle room involved. So the following dependents and family members are not eligible to fly Space A at all. Dependents of a gray area retiree, retired guardsmen and reservists who serve 20 years but are not under the age of 60. Dependents and caregivers of 100% veterans. Ex-spouses or spouses of deceased service members or retirees. A service member or retiree's parents, sibling, or any other family member who are not the sponsor's dependents. Dependent children can fly Space A with their sponsor or eligible unaccompanied unaccompanied parent. They are not authorized to travel with other military families. Pets may not fly Space A unless they are registered service animals, not emotional support animals. <laughs> so DND, uh, DOD instruction 4515.13 um, uh, has been changed in uh, August 13, 2018. And uh, it, uh, this policy uh, update uh, uh, regards the newly signed John McCain National Defense Authorization Act of fiscal year 2019. That's why uh, veterans and permanent uh, service-connected disability um, veterans are eligible to fly now. This act provides eligibility for veterans with a permanent service-connected disability rated as total to compete for travel aboard space available passenger transportation using surplus aircraft capacity. Space available travel priority of category six authorized veterans with a permanent service-connected disability rated as total traveling in the continental U.S or directly between the continental U.S. and Alaska, Hawaii, Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, Guam, American Samoas, all those other places, or traveling within Alaska and those other places, space av available travel is permitted, provided all space required passengers and cargo have been accommodated. Space available transportation is allowed on non-interference basis only. DOD aircraft, including training missions, will not be scheduled or ceased to accommodate the movement of passengers on a space-available basis. Space-available transportation will not be used for per personal gain or for business enterprise. No additional funds may be used or flight hours performed to provide transportation under the space-available travel program. Veterans with a permanent service-connected disability rated as total must have a DD form 2765 
Department of Defense Uniform Service Identification and Privilege Card, or the TAN card. Travelers should contact their local passenger terminal for further details and review travel information found on the AMC Travel website for specific details on the space available travel program. So uh, once you have all that, uh, how to prepare yourself, yourself for a space safe flight? AMC has a travel page that includes the following important information about space safe travel. You should review this travel page for up-to-date information including what type of information is required for you and your family, baggage allowance for, check, for checked and hand-carried baggage, and prohibited items. Yeah, so you can see the link on the screen. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, if you're listening, it's uh, uh, www.amc.af.mil uh, slash home slash amc dash travel dash site. Or go on the YouTube page and we'll have it up there. Mm -hmm. and the basic ideas are like travel instructions, travel eligibility locations, required travel documents, registration, flight schedule, checking in information. AMC Form 140 Space Available Travel Request. Fill out form online and email it to your desired AMC passenger terminal. Listen, uh, listings on Facebook pages for stateside and overseas locations. AMC passenger terminal contact information. Various travel information links. Legal information for space aid travel. Operation security for social media and travelers. So, um, so how to use a Facebook to plan a military space aid travel? So, of course, you go to a, a Facebook page uh, and uh, look up for the posting for space aid flight schedules and information. Uh, while it's not absolutely necessary to have a Facebook account to use a passenger terminal Facebook pages, having an account makes it easier to track activity. And uh, I guess that's what they uh, decided to use Facebook. And the Air Mobility Command AMC website has links to all passenger terminals Facebook pages. The main thing you want to see on a passenger terminal's Facebook page is the slides with the Space A travel flight schedules and historical data. The page also has contact details for the terminal as well as any special announcements such as terminal closures or instructions for passengers confirmed on a particular flight. You can post questions on a terminal's Facebook page and the terminal staff usually responds within 24 hours. Unfortunately, they may not be able to share much information that, than what is on the website. Don't bother asking when the next flight to wherever is because they probably don't know. These are special operation flights and these folks working in the terminals only know what the flight crew tells them. The Facebook page it also is not the right forum to ask questions about your particular situation. Like, can you confirm I've been marked present? Call the terminal directly in those instances. Yeah, um, so most uh, passenger terminals use a fairly consistent format to post information about uh, space safe flights. There are two sets of slides, the uh, 24-hour space safe flight schedule and the space uh, A roll call report. Uh, 
So like terminals tend to be more diligent about updating the flight schedule, but the degree and consistency and accuracy of Facebook posting often reflects uh, how uh, how this or that specific terminal works and what the space, uh, what the crew of the this or that are uh, playing, uh, you know, what kind of information they send to uh, operators. When we are planning to take a particular flight within the next day or so, we check the terminal's Facebook page frequently, as in at least once per an hour, especially as we get closer to the scheduled roll call time. We have learned through experience that last-minute schedule changes are extremely common. You already know how to interpret the slides, but are interested in learning more about how to make the most of the information. Here are a few tips and strategies for flying space A. Hello. So here you can see uh, that uh, uh, kind of common uh, slide of uh, upcoming three days, and it contains the following uh, information. So for roll call, the time at which the terminal staff reads the names of the passengers who have been accepted for the flight, please note that you must be marked present prior to roll call. Destination, the airport to which the flight is going. Sometimes there will be more than one. For example, the first mission listed on the slide is going to Elmdorf Air Force Base, then Beaufort. Destinations may be posted in alphabetical order, but generally follow the logical flight path. Keep in mind that the layovers in Elmdorf could be a few hours or it could be a few days. You may not know how long it is until you land in Elmdorf. Seats, the number of space aid seats available. If it has an F after the number, it means firm. T means tentative. It also might say TBD or SP seats pending, even until the roll call. Of course, even firm seats can change at any time. And um, some slides might include the information about baggage weight limits. So um, some slides might have, uh, of course, the date of the flight, or more accurate, uh, accurately the date of the original roll call. Of course, destination, uh, same as in 24-hour flight schedule. Uh, seats released, the final number of space A seats that were re released, it may be different from what was posted on 74-hour uh, hour slide. Seats used, the number of space A, um, passengers uh, occupying the seats uh, uh, PAX uh, selected uh, or lowest category seated uh, of the passengers selected for the flight the lowest category of any individual traveler um, PAX selected date and time sign up uh, PAX completed uh, for flight lowest category uh, for packs completed for flight date and time uh, sign up. So they might be slightly different uh, depending on uh, the terminal you're flying from. But most of the time you'll see that um, kind of information. So when you are hoping to catch a flight within the next few days, looking at Space A call reports can give you an idea of how much competition you'll have for seats. If the number of passengers competing for flights to your target destination recently has been much greater than the number of seats released, there's a likely a back backlog of space aid travelers waiting to depart. 
On the other hand, if the mission to your destination has had a f un unused seats, you have better chances of making the next flight. So here is uh, an idea of uh, uh, what uh, you can pack uh, or what what's better to wear and bring on the military uh, space aid. So here's how you can prepare yourself for space aid travel. So of course first on documentation. Before going to the terminal, make sure you have the proper identification and paperwork. Requirements depend on your category and reason for travel. So number one, of course, your military ID. All travelers age 10 or older need a military ID card. If you are traveling with children under 10 years old, bring their passport or a printout from MilConnect that shows their DOD ID number. Passport, if you're traveling to from another country, bring your passport. When visiting U.S. territories in the Pacific, like Guam, you don't need a passport. But it's a good idea to bring yours just in case. You may need to hop a flight via a foreign country. The, sa uh, the same advice applies if you have a no-fee passport from an overseas duty station, bring a regular passport as well. A tourist visa. If you plan to visit a foreign country during your travels, check to see whether you need a visa. Ordinary leave or environmental and morale leave, the EML form. Duty travelers must bring the applicable forms and supply it when marking themselves present. Unaccompanied dependent travel memo. Dependents traveling without their sponsor must have authorization from their sponsor's command. Copies of your sign-up emails. The emails you sent to the passenger terminal serve as proof of the date and time of your sign-up. Most terminals will accept an electronic copy, but it doesn't hurt to have everything printed out. You may have other documentation requirements depending on your status. See section 4.8 of the DOD instructions of 4515.13. So what, uh, what to wear on a Space A flight? The key to staying comfortable on Space A flight is to dress in layers. Most military planes are quite cold, but temperature varies. Depending on the type of aircraft and where you're sitting, you may also spend several hours waiting in the terminal, so dress in a way that makes it easy to adjust. Flying Space A, um, you should dress in layers of lightweight, breathable clothing, everything with a dual purpose, meaning that you can wear it at multiple points during your trip. So you can have a like first layer lightweight uh, skirt, second layer uh, like thin fleece jacket or vest. Then uh, on a, like a third layer probably lightweight uh, ins insulated jacket or layer for a wind uh, breaker. So as you see, it's not uh, as you fly on the commercial flight when the temperature is uh, constant inside. So you can also bring uh, a small lightweight uh, sleeping pad or mattress uh, because you might be able to lay it on the ground of the airplane and just sleep on it. Uh, get a travel pillow, uh, a travel blanket, a sleeping bag uh, because you might have some space in the middle of the aircraft because you won't be sitting in a row like commercial plates but alongside the airplane and the space in between in between can be filled with cargo or it might be uh, empty so you can just uh, lay there. Uh, 
have some cheap ear protection or have noise cancelling uh, headphones, those works the best. Yeah, 3M doesn't seem to work very well. <laughs> uh, water bottle, uh, you might not be, you might, you're not gonna have a food served or like a water supply on the plane, so just bring your own stuff. Uh, yeah, you can bring uh, uh, also a Kindle or like any uh, uh, e-reader, uh, portable charger for your electronics, uh, uh, for the kids, uh, basic stuff like movies and games uh, on a tablet. So SpaceA, uh, sign up. Sign up with every military passenger terminal from which you might originate uh, travel, including your destination. Keep in mind that you are not signing up for a particular flight, you're signing up to compete for any flight with SpaceA seats at a given terminal. You could sign up in one of several ways, through email, using the Take a Hop app, the app has a one-time cost of $6.99, through the AMC website online form, in person at the terminal, email and the Take a Hop app allow you to sign up with multiple terminals at once though. So saves you some time mm -hmm. while you wait. So how to track uh, space flight schedules? Tracking flights also referred to as missions from your desired departure bases. Space flight schedules and tentative seat counts are available up to 72 hours before flight. If you monitor flight schedules out of your departure base for several weeks or months prior to travel, you may see a pattern in how often they have missions to particular destinations and how many space aid passenger seats get filled. Most military passenger terminals maintain a Facebook page on which they publish their space aid flight schedules for the upcoming three days. The schedules list the destinations, anticipated number of space aid seats, and the roll call time which is the time at which passenger terminal staff announce the names of passengers selected for the flight. Many passenger terminals also publish data on recent departed flights including the number of space A seats released. You can obtain information on space A seats by calling the terminal directly but if a passenger terminal has a Facebook page, Facebook is an efficient way to monitor flight schedules. Yeah. Um Within 24 hours of your target flight, you can check in or mark yourself present. Uh, so you go to the terminal and speak with the staff uh, and uh, let them know that you're present. So remember to bring your military ID, ID card, passport, and any required paperwork such as your leave form if you are active duty or the, or the memo from your sponsor's command if you are dependent traveling unaccompanied. You should also bring a copy of your sign-up email in case the terminal does not have you in their system. Most terminals will accept your email as proof of your sign-up date and time. You must mark yourself present before a roll call starts. As long as you have signed up in advance, there is no advantage to marking yourself present earlier than the other passengers. Arriving one or two hours prior to roll call is usually sufficient, but in the 12 hours or so before your flight, check the schedules frequently to ensure roll call hasn't changed. So many uh, passenger terminals have a screen or printed document near the terminal desk that displays a list of passengers who are marked present and are competing for the flight. So make sure your name is on that list along with the accurate number of dependents traveling with you and your correct date of sign-up. If not, speak with the terminal staff. 
So the time listed on the space flight schedule on Facebook is usually the roll call time. When uh, roll call begins, uh, terminal staff announce how many space seats are available and read the names of the passenger selected. They begin with the passenger in the lowest number, highest priority category, and work their way down the list. When they call your name, go to the desk and confirm that you and any dependents traveling with you are present. Show your and your dependents military ID cards along with the, um, the affirmation paperwork. ID cards are required for all passengers over the age of 10. If you are traveling with children younger than 10 who do not have an ID card, bring their passport or a MailConnect printout that shows their DoD ID number. After roll call, you might go directly to luggage check or you might may After roll call, you might go directly to luggage check or you may wait several more hours, but you won't know the schedule in advance. At the time of roll call, you must be in terminal with all your luggage. Don't plan on waiting until after roll call to go back to your hotel or return your rental car because you might not have time. If you are not selected during roll call, stay in the terminal at least until the flight board. Sometimes additional space A seats are released at the very last minute. Some passenger terminals offer virtual roll call VRC for selected missions. In theory, having VRC means passengers do not have to be present at the terminal for roll call or where there is a VRC for a particular flight. That information is noted on the Facebook slides. With VRC, you must still go to the terminal within 24 hours of roll call to mark yourself present and verify that they have your email address. About an hour before the in-person roll call, the terminal sends you a roll call notification email. If you don't respond promptly, they take you out of the running. If you do respond, they eventually send you one of the two emails a flight selection notification with instructions to go directly to the terminal to check your bags or non-selected notification which means you should have activate a plan B. So when it's time to check bags, uh, you, your dependents and all of your luggage must be present. On most space A flights, each passenger can check two bags of up to 70 pounds each. You can also check car seats which do not count towards your baggage allowance. Weight limits on some smaller aircraft may be as low as 30 pounds. If you or any of your dependents cannot meet those requirements on the weight restricted aircraft, you are not eligible for the flight. You cannot access your checked luggage during the flight even though you may see it strapped down in front of you. Make sure you have everything you need in your carry-on bag. During baggage check, you can request a meal if meals are offered. Usually a box lunch with a sandwich, chips, cookie, and a drink will cost about five to ten dollars depending on the base. After you checked your bags and have your boarding passes, you are manifested on the flight. Terminal staff will tell you the essential boarding time, but keep in mind that it often changes without notice, so stay in the terminal. When boarding begins, all passengers go through security, military passenger terminals follow TSA regulations so you have the same restrictions for carry-on items as civilian planes. You sit in a secure area of the terminals in the terminal until it's time to board. At most locations, a bus takes you to the aircraft and you board the plane from the tarmac. If you are on a Patriot Express flight, your boarding pass will list your assigned seat. On other Space A craft, 
You select your own seat on a first-come, first-served basis. The crew may allow passengers with small children to board first, but not always. Unless you are on a Patriot Express, which has full in-flight service, most Space A flights are no frills. The crew provides foam earplugs, water, and sometimes chips or cookies, but you must get those refreshments yourself. Depending on the type of aircraft and how much space there is, you may be able to stretch out across a few seats or even sleep on the floor. But sometimes you might just be sitting there. Mm -hmm. So, like after landing, you take uh, a bus from the aircraft to the terminal where you collect your check bags. Uh, passenger terminals generally have information about phone numbers for local rental cars, uh, base lodging, and other resources. Uh, you can also use uh, UG Space A info to quickly uh, search for local information related to any base in the world. Uh, you if you have uh, flown into to a foreign country, you may pass through customs, so you may have to go to an off-site location to have your passport stamped. So the process varies uh, by country and base. So when and uh, when not to fly a Space A? So now you know how Space A travel works when all goes smoothly, of course it doesn't always happen that way. There are many situations when flying Space A is not the best option. If you are going on a short vacation less than two weeks with little flexibility or you are traveling during major holidays, relying on Space A is kind of risky. Most experienced Space A travelers also avoid flying Space A during summer uh, PCS season, late May through early September, particularly to um, other destinations. If you are traveling solo, you have a better chance of getting a seat even during busy periods. Many other Space A travelers are couples or families, and even if those groups are in a higher category, when there is only one seat left, a solo traveler will get it. Pack light also increases your chance of getting a seat. Some flights have baggage weight restrictions that will take most other passengers out of the running. You can take some of the risk out of Space A and boost your chances of having a successful trip by following basic uh, strategies and tips and monitor monitoring the Space A flight schedule on Facebook. So planning for comfort while flying Space A, uh, military passenger terminals, Passenger terminals vary widely in terms of their hours, space, services available, and rules. Some have a USO, a snack bar, a children's area, and a shower, while others have little more than a check-in desk and a few chairs. SpaceA.net has information on specific service available at each terminal. Most terminals discourage passengers from getting too comfortable and falling asleep. The chairs generally have fixed armaments that prevent you from stretching out across the seats. Also, there are often signs requesting that you not lie on the floor, be prepared with a good book, and plenty of activities for the kids. Many military passenger terminals have Wi-Fi, but it's not always very strong, so remember to download any books, movies, or activities you may want ahead of time. Save the contact information for the passenger terminals you anticipate using so that you have it handy if you need to call or email with any questions. Finally, keep in mind that most passenger terminals are not open 24 hours, so you cannot spend the night there. Even if you arrive on an aircraft that has overnight layovers, staying in the terminal is not an option. 
So, and depending on the type of aircraft and how it's configured, you have different considerations for comfort. Uh, for all organic aircraft, to tip supply. So dressing layers, as we said, and bring uh, hand wipes as well. Yeah. So, like, some of the most common airplanes. Yeah, so some of the common ones are the C-5. This is the largest aircraft in the Air Force. The C-17, uh, also very big that I got to fly while I was in the military. Got your basic ones like the C-130s, that's a prop plane, so it's a lot louder and slower. The KC-10 and the KC-135, these are tankers used to fuel jets while in the air. They may not perform that mission with Space 8 passengers aboard, but that's generally what they do. C-9s, C-12s, C-21s, and C-40s are kind of known as the VIP aircraft. These aircraft have regular passenger seats and generally do not have space to lie on the floor. The baggage weight limits may be much lower, but you get this flying VIP aircraft. Yeah. So, with all those tips, uh, you can uh, think about space a travel as an adventure. It may happen, it may not. As always, uh, do you have any book or movie to recommend? Uh, I just started watching the new Harley Quinn cartoon on the DC Universe. Kind of cusses a lot, so I don't know if you guys want kids watching it, but it's pretty good, actually. So, if you're into cartoons, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, and to end the uh, quote of words of wisdom of the day. It's better to see something once than to hear about it a thousand times. Uh, Asian proverb. Uh, so that's it, folks. Thank you for listening. Until next time, over and out. Thank you.